Just listen to the crunch, you guys. Very soothing. Most delicious. It's been a while since I had these chips. I am considering to make a ASMR podcast sometime soon. Maybe, I don't know. Not my thing, but I do like the crunch. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. Anyways, um, thank you for being here once again. We are on to our fourth podcast, our fourth story. If you have come this far... Thank you very much. I really, 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 really appreciate you being here. And once again, taking the time to listening, to listen to my stories. Um, I know my third episode was emotional. I think it was the most emotional I've ever been. Um, it's been a year since all of this has happened to me. And yet. It still gets to me. And it's okay. It happens. And if you're going some, going through something like this. And it's been a very long time. Not exactly like what I've been through. But a painful situation. And all you have are memories of the situation. It's okay to cry 10 years from now. 5 years from now. It could be a very long time. I've only had a year with the situation and I still manage to cry every time I talk about it and it's okay it's okay and it just means you're human you know you're human and you you're living that moment when you're repeating that story you're memorizing all the pain you've been through everything you've been through it's okay to cry when you have these type of flashbacks um it's only been a year for me and I've I could say I let it go I've I've been letting it go but it hasn't been easy to let it go 100% I think I'm at a 75% because I still cry when I tell this story to you guys um And I feel if I tell it to anybody else, like my friends, a close friend, or other people, or a doctor, it could be a doctor, anybody, I will still cry, you know, because it's part of living, you know, it's, it's just a part of you, and, you know, it's okay. Um, just keep your head up. That's all I can say. Keep your head up and don't drown yourself into those memories. Because if you just keep thinking and thinking and overthinking, then next thing you know, you're sitting there crying for like five hours, six hours, two days. Like, no. Allow yourself that moment and get back up 
and try to see the bright side you know at least you're still here and you have a lot to live for you know people love you you have family members that love you friends that love you god loves you you are here for someone for your kids for god for you always think positive um and i hope you guys are having a good day but let's start this podcast without further ado um i will pick up on my last podcast episode three if you are new you do not belong here so go back to my list of podcasts find the first podcast and begin from there and you will catch up um and yeah let's get started um so i was off with bella my cat just a little recap i know it has nothing to do with aps but bella was important to me and it was during the time she passed away when my baby passed away too so that was a weird coincidence at the same time um so i had to go so i went to the the doctor to the hospital and all that jazz it's an episode three but um yeah i had to i had an appointment for this happened all this happened with my baby and bella going away this happened the 25th december 25th 2019 okay so that day the doctors told me i had nothing there was just water blah 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 bella passed away blah 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 yeah euthanized her all that jazz and they that same day the doctors told me i had to get an appointment for a dnc so i did um I did and they told me it was the date was for the first or second of January 2020. And so I waited the I went to the um I went to the appointment that day and I thought that day was a surgery. So I was preparing myself, you know, mentally. I was like, okay, today's the surgery. I'm getting the DNC done. And, you know, I took my mom with me. So the day they took the baby out, well, no, I'm sorry. The day they told me the baby wasn't there anymore, it was on the 25th. Um, I told my husband and all that, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't tell my mom, so she didn't know I had lost the baby. So the next day, I went to go tell her, you know, hey, mom, um, I have some horrible news. I need you to sit down, hear me out, and just, yeah, um, don't. I didn't want to worry her. You know, she has problems. Um, She's always been that type of mom that... You tell her something, and she takes it to another level, and then she gets sick, and then she faints, blah, blah, blah. And I just don't like that fact, you know, that part of my mom. But I feel like um, it's better to just, if you have a bad situation, 
just wait until you cool down so you can explain properly properly the next day you know you know you know what i'm trying to mean you guys <laughs> i'm not a mom but for you moms i'm pretty sure you rather want the news explained well good or bad if it's bad news and you want for details and yeah so in my brain i was like okay i'm just gonna calm down so i can explain to her everything you know i'm not at my best right now i'm just crying and i want to be alone with my husband and so i waited the next day i went to her house at night and i was like hey mom i'm gonna tell you something and i just spit it out she was like hurry up spit it out what is it what's wrong why are you crying blah, blah, blah. like she was like she won't let me talk that's the thing about her and then i told her i was like i'm getting a dnc done and yeah and surprisingly she took it very well you know she didn't overdo it i thought i, I for real thought she was gonna faint or something but no um she took it well and she was like oh i'm so sorry to hear that da, 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 da. And I was like, I was wondering if you wanted to come with me on on the first or second. I don't remember the date, but I was like, I have a doctor's appointment. And I think that's the surgery day. So if you want to come with me. And she said yes. And then we went, you know, days passed by. The appointment came around and we went. Um... My mom, my husband, and me, we went, we were sitting in this room waiting for the doctor, and this doctor came in, the specialist that was going to do the DNC. She was reading the protocols and whatnot, and she had me to sign. She was like, okay, just sign here, here, and she was explaining, oh, you're going to be put down to sleep. Is there anything we need to know? Do you take any medication? Blah, blah, blah. And that was it. And then this other nurse this doctor this other this other doctor came and um she was like okay so we're gonna do one last ultrasound because i want to see if you've pushed out anything you know and i was like what she was like yeah because sometimes when you go to the restroom like or your own body it just wants to clean itself out you know, so I'll just probably let out the water, break the water, or anything that you have inside, it'll come out by itself. And I was all like, uh, I was like, I don't think anything has come out because at this point, if it anything has come out, I probably wouldn't be here right now. You know, I would be in my bed traumatized if I see a baby come out or anything come out of me. That's no i was like no like in the back of my head i was just like mm, there's no way i'm pushing out a fetus or water is coming out or anything is coming out of me i was you know and i actually i think i did tell her i was like no nothing has come down yet i'm just bleeding and bleeding and bleeding but i haven't seen any tiny baby and i swear to god if i did i wouldn't be here i would be traumatized um and i actually know some women that go through that and i just want to say if you are here and if you have been through that i, I salute you 
I'm not being sarcastic or anything, but I really respect women that go through tough situations and still get through it because I feel like I'm not strong enough to go through a situation like that. Um, and probably, so the women that go through that aren't as strong, and, but it just must be a really, really horrible feeling. I don't know. I feel like if I were to go through a situation like that, I don't think I would be able to have another baby ever again. Like, ever, 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 ever. Because I feel like that is something very strong, strong feelings, like, to die for. You know, those are feelings to die for, bad feelings to die for, holding a fetus or a a baby that's two months, like, mm, no. I don't think I could do that. And actually, that was one of my biggest fears when they told me I lost my baby. Those were, well, actually, since the beginning of my pregnancy, that was one of my fear. One of my biggest fear was having a miscarriage and accidentally flushing down my baby. You know, that was, that, that's something real. Okay, and that was one of the, my fears, you know, I was like bleeding out to death. I was just like, I put that in God's hand, hands, and I hope that never happens to me. And if it has happened to anyone else, and you are here listening, you are a strong individual, a strong female, okay? And you deserve all the respect in the world because. Um, that's something really powerful, you know, that strong moment, and it's tough, and I think about it, and I put myself in that situation, and I could picture it really bad, and very emotional, very, you feel like you just want to die, um, and yeah, um, just keep your head up, if you've been through a situation like that, Give yourself a pat on the back. Not because you lost a baby or anything like that. No, but because you are strong and you dealt with those feelings and you are still here. You know, you're still here and thank God that nothing else happened to you. Yes, it's hard to let go of the baby. I understand that, but if you have other kids, look up to them. Because they look up to you, you know. And yeah. Um, anyways, back to what I was saying. Um, yeah. So I told her, no, nothing has come down. And then she did, um, what's it called? Mm, a pelvic exam. You know how that is. Two fingers go up. It was the worst thing she could have ever done. I felt like that made it worse. You know, that made my situation worse. And I feel like my body at the time was having enough with this fetus, you know. Who knows when it might have stopped growing. I don't know. They don't know. Only God knows. But my body was having enough of it. Um, she said, 
that she was gonna check because the surgery wasn't today and i was like what what do you mean it's not today like i need this baby out already she's like no we don't have space until the 7th so your surgery will be done at the 7th i was like i am not waiting another week you know this is very dangerous i could get really sick like you guys really don't have an open spot they're like no other doctors have an appointment everyone's busy blah 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 and i was like okay whatever so i guess i was like hopefully i'm still alive by the seventh or nothing else can get any worse you know i hope nothing else gets worse from here until the seventh and so she did the pelvic exam and she was like no you still have liquid in there blah 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 and then i was like after she did the pelvic exam i started having these huge cramps there were like a whole year of picture a whole year of having your period jammed into one day it was like a period explosion like 10 times worse like the cramping was unbearable it was so like so bad the pain was so bad it felt like I was giving birth. Like, I felt like they were ripping my uterus out. Or, like, ripping my ovaries out. I don't know. Just picture the the most pain you've ever been in. Just picture that. Ten times worse. Um, And that night, I was like, oh my god. I cannot deal with this pain and it was around 10 o'clock and i was the whole day i was cramping and my husband was like oh my god you've been squirming around so much the whole day blah 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 and i was like well no shit because i'm in pain i was like i want you to see go through this shit you know and she was like okay just take some painkillers and i did i actually took a shitload of painkillers but nothing seems to help you know i feel like your body knows like what's best for it you know so pink so probably my body was like no no way there's no way you're gonna shut me down with some painkillers i'm going to bother you until you get this fetus out and until then you will be under the most excruciating pain ever known to human and that was exactly what my body was doing I'm telling you guys because I was, I took so many painkillers that night that I was like, nope, my body's not going to leave me alone and I'm not going to be in pain the whole night. It's going to be one hell of a night if I stay like this. And so it was 10 a.m. My husband had to work the next day, but I didn't care. So I woke him up and I was like, if you don't take me to the hospital right now to take this kid out, I'm going to bother you and you're going to hear me cry all night. And so he was like, okay, fine, let's go. We went. Da, 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 da. So I had this insurance, but I didn't know where I could go. So I was all like, so I have this insurance, but I don't know how insurance really works, to be honest. I don't know if you get an insurance and you have to go to a specific hospital or whatnot. I don't know the the point was that i did call the number that was on the back of the insurance card and 
I was like, I, t- I spoke to a representative, this lady. She was like, yeah, how may I help you? And then I told her, yes, I need to go to a hospital like urgent. So what hospital can I go to that will cover me with this insurance? And they will tell you. If you don't know what hospital to go, they will tell you. Um, she told me to go to Memorial Hermann. And so I did. And it covered everything. Like everything. Like from the shower to the food to the DNC to everything. Everything. They covered everything. I paid zero for my procedure to be done. Um, and Memorial Hermann is a nice hospital. I could tell you that. One of the most calmest yet finest. You know, they treat you right. You know, there are some hospitals where they just treat you like trash because you have no insurance or because of whatever reason. But we went to Memorial Hermann and it was pretty far from where we live. Um, we could have gone downtown, but it's just too packed down there. I was like, no, I'd rather go to a different one. Um, so we went and yeah, it literally took them like 30 minutes. I waited like 30 minutes and then they got me into this room and this doctor came in and it was the worst experience I could have ever gone through. Um, I had this guy doctor check me out and oh my God, it's just. When you're going through a situation like this, I feel like the best option is a female to help you out. Like a female doctor, because I feel like the guys, guys just don't understand the pain we go through. And like, they don't understand what a menstrual even feels like. So I was like, oh my God, a guy doctor. I didn't want him, but... I didn't want to be fighting with him either, so I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have to pull through this shit because all I want was my body to heal already. That's all I want. I was like, I can't do nothing more for this child, you know, because it's not here anymore. So all I could think of right now is myself and just being okay, and that's really much it. There's nothing more to it. And so I explained to him, he was pretty rude because I explained to him like my situation. I was like, I need a DNC done. And then he was like, oh, really? Are you a doctor? How do you know? Like, And I was like, what? Like, what? Like, I really, he was so sassy. I was like, what? And he was like hollering at me. And I was like, I'm telling you, I know what I need. I know what I need. Like. I'm just telling, I'm just letting you know what's going on. Like, I have this fetus that's not here anymore and I need a DNC done because I am in a lot of pain. Like, you don't even know. Like, don't get me started. Like, he was black. <laughs> not being racist, but they are pretty sassy. Um, And he was like all muscly. Well, you could see his muscles and he had like a really really tight shirt on with these tattoos he was like he wasn't he was like light skinned color um dark but anyways he was so sassy and he was like okay i'll let you know what's going on and i was like i know what's going on with my body i'm telling you what's going on with me so you can help me so um yeah 
and and these nurses came in and they were taking my pressure and sticking me with needles and painkillers and whatnot um and he was like okay so so he had to do this again pelvic exam oh my god i hate having pelvic exams and then this doctor had to go in and do me a pelvic exam and i wasn't in the mood because like first of all i was really uncomfortable because he's a guy i've never been checked out by a guy doctor like they're all females like i try to get females because it's just more comfortable for a lady you know it's a lady to lady thing you know so yeah i was really really very 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 comfortable and i was just like okay i'm gonna just pretend he's not here oh my god he had like they the thing about guys and i feel like i'm not the only one that thinks this but when it comes to these things a girl is better because their tact is better like when they touch you down there like you know it's they're not as rough because she's a lady and you're a lady so you guys understand each other just by being ladies you know and this guy just went in like out of nowhere and i was like holy shit like he is not touching me that way like i'm not saying like i don't know honestly i just don't know what i was feeling but i just know that i did not like the way he touched me like he was too rough i was in pain i didn't like it i didn't want him out i was like stop touching me like oh my god and I was screaming to the top of my lungs when he was touching me because it hurt so bad. Like, he put one of those, I don't know the proper term because I'm not a nurse or anything. But, you know, when you get a pap smear, the plastic thing that they put in your vagina so they could see your cervix. Well, whatever that thing is called, the isn't it like a clamp or some shit like that? I don't know, but... If you know the proper term, you know what I'm talking about. And if you had a pap smear, you know what I'm talking about. But he put one of those plastic things in. And he put his fingers in there with a cotton swab. And I was just like, get out now. Like, I swear to God. I'm not going to lie. He lasted like 30 minutes. And my legs were shaking at this point. And I was like, if he doesn't come out right now, I'm going to piss on him like oh for real like i wasn't trying to be mean but i was not comfortable at all you know and my husband was like calm down you're gonna be okay just breathe in and out and the nurse next to me she was like calm down breathe in they were trying to calm me down but i was like don't tell me to calm down because you don't know what i'm feeling like i feel like i'm not the only one that that goes through something like that but when you're in a lot of pain ladies you know like if you're a lady that's been through that's like going through labor like i'm pretty sure no lady wants to hear calm down because all you want to do is scream and get this child out like i was that way like that day like having the fact that i lost my kid it was like you're giving birth but to a dead child you know what i mean so like that's basically what it for me i think that's what a dnc 
is kind of like because you still having contractions because your body wants to get rid of this fetus and that's what I was going through that's why I was cramping so much you know I was having these contractions like very strong they were like really strong cramps so like that's basically what it is like I'm like I'm giving birth to this fetus that's no longer here like it's dead like just picture that you know I didn't I didn't want my husband to tell me to calm down because it was it was a lot of pain and he doesn't know what a period even feels like so I was like don't tell me to calm down okay and then I know he was trying to comfort me but at this point I was just like just let me be like I'll get over it but just let me have my moment of pain and then once he got out that's when I stopped screaming eventually you know I'm not gonna be screaming still but I was shaking and my legs were hurting and he was like okay we'll be right back um a nurse is gonna be here and take you to do some ultrasounds and they left and then this guy came in he took some some tubes for my blood and he left them there and then this the, the the doctor came back in and he was screaming at everybody out of nowhere and he was like no you have to do your job da, da, da. there was two nurses a female and a male and the male doctor was the one that took my blood and he left the tubes there and he left and then the female doctor came in nurse i mean the female nurse came in and told the doctor if you want to i'll take the blood and he's like no that's not your job that's the other guy's job you're supposed to do your job and he's supposed to do his job so you're not touching those tubes until he comes and get those tubes and i was like i don't give a fuck i'm sorry (laughs) but i was like i don't care who takes these damn tubes but somebody better take them because first of all i don't like needles and you guys are taking my blood i'm already losing blood as it is and you guys are just leaving my blood everywhere so what's going on so are you either are you guys taking it or i'm gonna take it from memory i actually wanted to take those tubes but i was like no they might get in trouble so the lady came in we went to go do the ultrasound and um yeah she did the ultrasound it took like 15 minutes or 20 minutes i think and she went back um i was feeling like shit man like it was probably like we went in at 10 10 30 at night and it was already like 12 or something like that or one o'clock and she was like she took me back to the room and she was like okay we'll be back with the results and then we waited and waited my husband was he was like falling asleep on the chair and I was like thinking all these flashbacks from the beginning, you know, because I was really excited about this baby. And out of nowhere, I was like, OK, I guess everything comes to an end eventually. So I was like trying to comfort myself. That's the thing about me. When I'm really sad or in a bad situation, I always try to comfort myself. Like it doesn't matter if someone's there or not. Like, I, me, myself, I do these things for me, just for my peace, you know, because I deserve peace. And I was trying to comfort myself and trying to look at the positive side, like the bright side. And I was always praying. I was all like, 
talking to God. I was like, why me? Why are you doing this to me? You know, and I was just having my moment to cry because I was like, I think it's fair enough to have my own moment because that's the healthy 